Hello, ladies and gentlemen, sports fans of all ages. Welcome to another episode of Cocktails and Curveballs. Uh, I'm your host, Jim, today. And as usual, I'm joined by Patrick Lee and Tyler. Uh, first off, I'd like to uh, I'd like to do like we do every week and and thank our military, uh, both both domestic and abroad, both past and present. I'd also like to thank our first responders for the job they do and keeping us safe and and as a as a group being able to do what we do. Uh, I'd like to apologize for last week, weather related. Um, just didn't get a chance to uh, get everybody together, and and we've come to a place where we would like to have an entire panel when we do a a show. So uh, I'd like to apologize to anybody that that may have missed our our episode last week. Uh, we got a lot to go over, um, a lot to go over. Uh, we've got a new national championship and foot uh, champion in football. Uh, we had wild card weekend that we didn't get to discuss. Uh, now we've got divisional weekend, you know, upon us. We've got a shitload going on with the coaches, uh, both college and pro. So uh, who'd like to get us started? Kick us off. I, I'll tell you what, first thing I got to do, I got to show you guys this before, because I, I actually have to show this early because it's almost gone. And then I got to I switch it up to Coors Light. So what I'm drinking today. This is uh, out of Georgetown Brewing. It's out of Seattle. I've never been to this brewery. I've had several of their beers, though. And if you can see that, it's called War Child. They have an entire IPA series that is crafted and dedicated and named after the movie Point Break, the original Point Break with Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze. Like, legit. Like, they have one IPA that's called Boda Zypha, which was Patrick Swayze's character. They called him that. This one is one of the bad surf Nazi guys, War Child. I've seen the movie a hundred times. It's actually pretty good. This thing, dude, is seven point eight percent. That's why I'm going to be switching up to Coors Light here pretty quick. Jesus. But out of Seattle, man, it's super good. But if you're not an IPA drinker, very hoppy one, man. So they, they they use the terminology dank, like you know, dank. But I'm too old for that shit. But this is, it's a good one. But be careful with having too many of these. The one thing that I did like, um, I wasn't happy with getting onto the the football um i wasn't happy with the huskies losing um but you know it, it was still hey, we I, fucked, I, I still we fucked that it. whole thing up right we on saying if u-dub wins we we're gonna shotgun a beer or yeah. if montana won we were gonna shotgun a beer and now yeah. man, they both lost that's that's the worst part well hell we might have to do it on one of these episodes anyway just for fun yeah but yeah but know that i, I you know michigan i enjoyed the game but Damn, I wanted I wanted UW to win, and now I'm a little worried with what's happening with DeBoer leaving. What's what are the dogs going to look like? Because kids are transferring and following him, and it's going to be interesting. But it was a it was a the playoffs were really really good this year. I I was you know a little surprised at some of the teams that made it in, but I thought everyone showed up and they were good games. Did the, yeah, did I, the Huskies uh, hire the Arizona head coach? Yeah, that's that's a. About as good as they, I think they could have done. Done. Arizona was good this year. Yeah, very good. Yeah, they, they, they've actually they've they've had a pretty good football program for for a few years. Yeah, now. they um, almost beat the dogs. They, is, is anybody they else? Yeah, they, it was they was good, man. Uh, anybody else? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I listen. Michigan. I think it was known Michigan had a good defense, but I was even. I mean that Michigan defense against the Huskies, man. Good God! I mean that was a stout D, man. I think I think uh, it just got to the point where defense just took over that game. So I I don't know, man. I got a different take on that shit. It seemed to me like Washington just kind of fell into Michigan's game plan. Yeah, probably. short dink and dunk. It's like they're trapped. Trying to run the football. That's not who Washington was all year long. Right. You know, and 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 they instead of trying to take the top off and and stuff, I mean, they couldn't run. They were just they were they were keeping ultimately they were keeping seven, eight guys up front in the box and able just to go after Penix. And I don't know, it just seemed to me like they were they just got outside themselves. To what they had been all year, they didn't stay like true themselves in that in that particular game. Like um, maybe overthinking or something, you know. Instead, instead of just going out but, there and trying to 
Penix missed a lot of throws that he doesn't normally miss. Yeah, he didn't look like he bad. like ones that have gone for touchdowns, and you're like, holy shit, that's a high flying offense. And but yeah. it looked like not cool. he was over dude. He I'm sure he was fucking pumped up for the game, right? Yeah, but he, he was overthrowing. He was he had shooting shit everything long. Well, yeah, yeah so, he didn't. He didn't look that good. So I thought, Ty. I thought, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I'm thinking to myself while I'm watching this game and watching Penix miss throws that he's normally just drops in that bucket, you know, and he's missing these throws, wide open guys. Uh, Adunze was wide open mm-hmm. for a touchdown, just had beat the Michigan guy, yeah. and Penix missed him. Now, <clears throat> is because Penix was at Indiana, never played a meaningful game, really, right? Not, yeah, really. not at got, this level, nowhere near this level. And then Four Washington, season ending. and then Washington, who his two biggest games arguably were Oregon before this game. Right. So you can't say he hasn't played in you can't say he hasn't played in big games, but was this game maybe too big for him? It very well, well could have been because on that stage against that team too, I mean Maybe they were trying to do something completely different, like to pull a magic trick out that, oh, you're expecting us to do this. We're going to try this. But it was it was tough to watch because that Penix is that good, though. And what happened that game, it was tough to watch him miss all those throws. So it's like you, sailing over and over. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just I'm just wondering. It didn't seem like the coaching staff put him in a position to get into rhythm because I don't feel like he was ever in rhythm that entire game. So. No. Well, it's got me questioning. Would you put, would you put his performance more on on a play calling, or do you think it was just him coming in, him coming in, he got happy feet and just uh, couldn't get in any kind of rhythm? But I feel like as a coaching staff, especially on the collegiate level, it, it, and you have a, a an elite quarterback like Penix, I, I just really feel like. Uh, you know, as a coach's staff, you got to put your quarterback in a position to get into rhythm. Maybe, maybe some easy passes, maybe some rollouts, maybe, you know, just let him get into the groove a little bit. And I don't feel like he ever had that from credit to credit. I feel like he just, he was off the entire game. And I don't know, part of me wants to attribute more of that to the coaching staff than, than a kid that, like you said, Jim has never really, you know, I mean, okay, Oregon, but, but, this is relatively a new a new deal to him to play in these this this kind of uh, atmosphere. Dude, how about Kellen DeBoer though? Kellen DeBoer, that or Ke- yeah, yeah, yeah. Kellen going DeBoer, to Tuscaloosa, like dude. From where he started, how fast he's ascended, like that's like unprecedented. I think, right? Like, I don't know. Oh, I can't think of too many other guys that went from coaching South Dakota University. To coaching, yeah. uh, being the head coach at Alabama, you know, yeah, right. And he did it what, wow, like seven years, like something seven like years that. Span. Yeah, like yeah, it was quick. Yeah, he's, he's he's that spent, good of a coach. He he is a really good coach, though. I mean, he's got and, yeah. Know. He has to be right. Like he just keeps yeah. proving himself yeah. over and over and over, and and now I he's think, at like the pinnacle. Like that's like he went yeah. to number one. And I think I think he'll do well there too. I think I think he's got all the resources to uh, you know Alabama's going to give him what he needs. I, I think he's going to do really well there. I mean, unfortunately, because now you know is Alabama going to continue their powerhouse of the country? It's going to take a while, and I'll, I'll tell you. So, Kalen DeBoer got he got hired quick for for a program like Alabama. That was right. within days, and yeah, they knew of, who they wanted. They knew who yeah, he wanted, yeah. and you can't tell me Saban didn't have something to do with that. Oh, I'm Saban sure. And so he gets a say in who his predecessor is. Of course. Successor. Absolutely. Successor. 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 Yeah. I'm fucking smart. I'm smart, and I know words. <laughs> so That's a challenge. who his successor is. So that was a quick hire. So obviously Saban, I'm sure, thinks a lot about a lot of him, a lot of him too. Um, but here's the thing. And I don't know if you guys have been watching the transfer portal, but oh yeah, guys are leaving. Five star guys are leaving Alabama yep. one right after the other. Yep. yep. Um, I've got I've got some buddies that are Alabama fans, and they're just they're going, well, good luck. And and Ohio State, <laughs> Ohio State's getting a lot of them. Yes, I saw that. 
And, and so, uh, you know, they're saying, they're all telling me, you know, Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome for all these guys that they're, they're leaving Alabama, five-star guys. They're leaving Alabama to go to Ohio state. But so it's going to take a couple years. And I just hope Alabama is patient with Kalen DeBoer. Um, I think they will realizing that he's got to, he's got to get his own class in there uh, to be able to play because Saban's guys are leaving. But he's also getting some good tra- in the transfer portal right. going to Alabama right. because he's going to be the coach also. Well, he's getting it's the- it's more of an exodus from Alabama. I get it. But there's still people coming following him. But from what I've seen, yeah, but what I've seen is that he's got a lot of three, four stars, but we've got five-star guys from Alabama. You guys know yourself. Alabama is top three every year recruiting nationally and that's going to be his challenge he he does have guys he does have guys coming with him that he's going to be familiar with and that he knows and stuff and that's great um but he's he's also got a lot of of like i said five-star guys are leaving alabama and going elsewhere well, I, I feel like there's a lot of that going on everywhere, though, really. I mean, the transfer pro, portal, we've talked about it before, but there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> universities, a lot, a lot of football teams. A lot of, movement. A lot well, of football teams that were, that were in and around the playoffs this year that might not even sniff it next year, man. Well, I mean, the, but, but the thing is, is that you're, you're, we're talking, yeah, there's a lot of guys leaving certain schools or going to certain schools because a coach is being hired there or whatever. But we, we, it's not on the level of Alabama and Nick Saban, right? Right. You know, and you can I mean, guys guys way. went to Alabama to win right. national championships to play sure. in the NFL, and if they're going to be middle of the pack SEC, which meaning eight and three, right? You know, if they're, and they're in the, t- the, the pack in the... SEC, that's not getting them to a national playoff game. That's not right. getting them uh, in front of. The American people, the people that that are talking about him, the people that get him to the NFL. So I no I th- eight and three there gets you in the Viagra Bowl. I mean, you you know you want to be right. in the playoffs, but with it expanding next year, it's going to be a whole different yeah. animal too. So and we've talked about that, guys. I'm excited for the expansion as much as I am anything yeah. else. Well, I think it's but you're right. Time. It's going to take it's going to take DeBoer. It's no different than Bobby Houck in in over with the Grizz. You need your class. Right. You know, you get into that level where these are my guys that I brought in, and it's going to take some time, man. Well, but Alabama's, I still think they're going to win. They're going to yeah, win. Yeah, they're, they're going to be good next year. I mean, are they, you know, uh, top five good? Probably not. But but Alabama, he, I feel like he's going to go in there and hit the ground running. I mean, he he's not going to have a dominant Alabama team like, you know, the last several years with Saban. But, I, I, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, if the chips fall – in his favor, uh, nobody should be shocked if Alabama runs a ten and two season out there, you know, and and is right there around the the playoffs. I mean, uh, it wouldn't shock me. They're still Alabama. They're still gonna, and I get it. Everybody's leaving because Saban's leaving, but it's still Alabama, man. I mean, Nick Saban. Nick Saban's like retire. He's gonna like retire, retire, right? Like he's not supposedly. gonna go to one of these NFL jobs, right? No, unless they offer. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. In my personal opinion, I think riding off, riding off into the sunset right now. With but how so? How old is Saban? Is he was he upper sixties? I think he's. I honestly don't know. I think he's in his seventies, buddy. Is he? I think he is. I think he's. He looks good for however old he is. Mm. There's a lot. Okay, so there's a lot of uh, people down south. Younger ladies that really, really like Nick Saban because he yeah. doesn't look his age. But that program, I think, I think I wouldn't be shocked if DeBoer gets in the playoffs and flirts with another national championship game. You, didn't, I mean, the no, guy's that good of a coach. You have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, no, you're going to roll the dice. I'm going to tell you what. If 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 that happens, and you heard it here first, if that happens, Kalen DeBoer is a national national coach of the year. Because that would, be, that would be an unbelievable transition in yep. one year going from a, a Washington team to an Alabama team that pretty much played opposite of, yeah. of, of each other. And Kalen DeBoer goes in there, turns out, does that in one year, 
I'll tell you what, if he makes the 12 team playoff next year, that's a success. Oh, big time. I, I, I agree. So, yeah. I, I think he, I mean, by the I, way, I, I, Nick Saban, just, just, just for fact checking, Nick Saban's 72. So 72. early 70, 72 years old. The homeboy looks like he's 52. Okay. He looks I, I mean, good. Yeah. Yeah. He was that old. Did anybody else know he was that old? I was like 67. Yeah, no, I, knew, I knew he was in his 70s. Guys, I didn't. I had no idea. I had no idea. Who and what are the me. chances when we're 72 that we're going to look as good as Nick Saban does at 72? Because it ain't going to happen. I'm hoping I make 72. Yeah. It's not the years, it's a mileage. And I've got some hard miles on me, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That is a fact, brother. I'm there with you. It's, uh, it's like, yeah, no, I won't even look anything remotely close to that. But again, when you have that much money and you can do that, that's fine. But stress too. This being a head oh, coach yeah. in, in in college, any head coach of anything, I don't care if it's Pee Wee. There's stress that goes with it. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. good on Nick Saban. Actually, but if you actually give a shit, you're there for the right reasons. But, well, yeah, exactly. and, and at this point, like the NIL money, right? It being a high profile big time college football coach isn't that much different. I think at the end of the day, than like an NFL coach, an NFL head coach, who's got whoever makes the most money is going to play, right? Like that's how it is going to have to work or they're just going to leave. Everybody signs a one year contract. It seems like in the transfer, the transfer portal, right? Everybody's on a one year contract. If they don't like their playing time, whatever it does, somebody else is going to pay them. Right. Like it's it really is or, or some of these some of these signal callers, some of these uh quarterbacks, they go to a team and they're getting buried the first three games. Fuck this. This team doesn't have a done offensive line. I'm out, man. Well, it's not only that, but but listen, guys, there's a lot of there's a and and rightfully so, they have we have built this program that if you're not first, you're last. And right. and uh and and so as a quarterback. You get named the starter. You're a high recruit yourself, obviously. If you're going to start for a major college program, you were recruited highly at your at your, at at some point. Big time. What what college team isn't going to go after the number one quarterback in the nation? Right. Oh, it's true. So but the, here you uh, are. Here you yeah. are. Here you are, a, a one-year starter. Maybe you sat behind somebody else for a year. Now it's your turn to start, and all of a sudden they recruit the number one quarterback in the nation. Okay, so your days are numbered, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's hard to be a senior that has been through that program their whole career. Like it's going to be more rare than guys who have transferred at some point. Right. Well, perfect example, like like Ewers in Texas. He's coming back, isn't he? Do you yep. did you hear that? Yep. And who's he got back. sitting behind him? Arch Manning. It's the same thing that you were just talking about. That would be a little daunting when Arch Manning comes in and you're like the starting quarterback. You're like, holy shit, how long am I going to have my job? But right. Arch has backed him a lot too, which is really cool. But I I appreciate what you said because I agree with wholeheartedly. It's a Man, it's a slippery slope, and things are so different, man. You go back three years, everything has changed. Everything has changed. Everything has changed. And and you've got to really hand it to Sarkeesian, right, at Texas? Because he has managed to be able to keep both of them guys, neither one of them want to go into the transfer portal. They all – He's he's eligible to go to the draft. Elvers is. Yeah, yeah. But he wants to stay for another year, and Arch Manning doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, he said he's so good that's with it. Going to be interesting. Yeah, well, I think this next this next college year is going to be unlike anything that um, anybody's really ever seen. Uh, due to the transfer portal, playoffs will be uh, expanded. I just think this next college year, um, it's going to be crazy, man. I mean, it's it's going to be nuts. Just how how differently how differently the conference be. realignment is going to be yeah. crazy. Yeah. The, 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 the schedule in the Big Ten. And the, power the grid. SEC is going to be nuts. Every power grid, power yeah. grid is going to be just completely, you know, up is going to be it's down. Gonna be, gonna be it's going to be uh, the game of the week that everybody's like, oh, the, that's that's the one I want to see this weekend. It's going to be right. either a Big Ten game or an SEC game all season. Or both. Or both. Yeah. I mean, the right. schedule. Yeah. The yeah. Schedule yeah, you got to show up for both. Out how it works out, and we're going to be able to see. This is going to be actually – Pretty fan friendly, you guys. If, oh, yeah. if, Great if you're a college football fan, you got to enjoy uh, 
a big SEC game, a big Big Ten game, oh, or man. or a couple SEC games, or a couple yeah. Big Ten games mm-hmm. in one weekend, you know that that you're going to get to watch, and and uh, so it's going to be very fan friendly, and then the twelve team playoff, dude. That's oh, yeah. the NCAA... friendly. Maybe the NCAA knows a little more than we do about what oh. they're. I'm sure. Well, the NCAA is already crafting the schedule if it's not already done with even with all the realignment so okay so this is going to be the biggest game this weekend so we're going to have that one at 2 30 this one's going to be at 4 30 or 5 36 o'clock whatever so that they can all be seen and shown that's that's where the money comes from man sure. oh yeah get all the stuff and, and the people are going to be there i'm i'm excited for it hell i want to sit and watch football all day yeah it's going to be how anyway. long how long until the big 10 and the sec or just the afl and the nfl be <laughs> that's well afc nfc are, are we there afc nfc but of yeah i mean, but I mean are, college are, football are they're just there? the two leagues words right we're pretty right. close are we already there we're very yeah. close yeah well if you look on paper at the teams that are in those conferences we're already there yeah yeah, yeah. We're there. Uh, minus minus a florida state and clemson team that we've already seen what happens to them they'll get left out being undefeated and and yeah. Put two yeah. one-loss teams in. Yeah. How about, yeah. did, did, or, did Oregon State and Washington State see the writing on the wall of going like, no, people are jumping ship right now to go here and there, and guys are getting left out, but the guys that are getting left out first now get to dictate, especially in that instance of Washington State and Oregon State, they are already now dictating their future on how it's going to go. The Big 12 – the ACC, those teams aren't going to be able to compete, right? No. So every best player is going to go to somewhere in the Big Ten or the SEC. So and all, all those all other teams, are, and then all those other teams are going to get left out, and we're st- and then we're left with and that's uh, pretty two, so, two and three star players. Yeah, well, that's pretty yeah. much how it's already that's already that's how it's already played out. I mean, yeah. Um, not to change the subject, I want to I want to get everybody's idea. Um, so does everybody think? Belichick is done, or do you guys uh, – does anybody here see him taking the reins of another franchise? Uh, which no, he's different. not done. Well, yeah. Speaking he's not of, done. Speaking of coaching carousels, I don't think he's done, but is it – is he not done because – and and listen, man, he – to me, he's a, he's the best coach to ever live. Um, But is he not done for a win record? Yep, to beat Shula's I think win. that's part of it. I, I think well, that's I, honestly, I think that, that's hundred percent. Is he actually done to win, or is he actually coming back to win another championship? I, I would like to those, believe he wants to win another championship. I, I think both of those can be true at the same time. I do. I think that I think that uh, the win record is is in the back of his mind, but I think guys like Belichick and you can go and throw Saban in a hat too. I will be I will be astounded. If Saban truly is gone, and that includes him taking reins of an NFL team, because I, I feel like he'll never, he may never admit to this, but I feel like that's an avenue that he never really was successful at. So, wouldn't shock me in a little bit for Saban to take the reins of some NFL team. But um, I, I think that's true, Jim. I think that Belichick, the fire's still burning in him. I think he doesn't like how his last season in New England ended. Who would? Um, and I do think that the win loss, the the win record, um, is in the back of his I, mind. So I think he's got a hard on for Don Shula's record. I think, and he's already proven he's the best coach. I mean, look at the rings, guys. Come on, there's there's no comparison. But yeah. I do think he wants that is that is the cherry on top yeah. to not only have the six Super Bowls, but also have the total win record as a coach. I think it's huge because who's going to touch it? The way people get fired so quick in the NFL, you get a couple well, of years. If you don't perform, you're down the road. Well, can we all agree that I – so what a luxury for him to just be able to just cherry pick. Because he's not going to go to a freaking Carolina Panthers, man. He's not going to go to a New York Giants. He's going to – I feel like he's going to go to a team with two, two things available. One, a legitimate franchise quarterback, and two – a little bit of draft stock so he can shape that team how he wants to, but he's not going to a team that's over the cap has a bomb for a quarterback. I mean, I, I feel like he's going to put himself in a situation where, where he can not only get that win record, 
but his team is going to routinely be in the playoffs. I mean, I, you know, why, why am I the only one that has told, told America and our 17 people, uh, what I'm drinking? What the hell is anybody else having beers with me today? Oh, I am, uh, this may shock uh, a few of you, but I'm doing another Big Lebowski. That's uh, vodka. That's glue and cream. So, cheers. Okay. I'm like, I had to get that out there because it was almost gone. I'm like, okay, so I got to share this because it's going to be empty and I'm onto my Coors Lights. I'm the, what do you I'm, got, I'm Jimmy? The dude, I'm the dude today, Guys, I'm, I'm, I've, uh, I've got some things this afternoon to where I can't even get started uh, drinking. So, I'm just doing Oh, Do you got to go to work? No, that's I don't know. I don't I don't know. And that's a that's the thing. So um no, it's just uh Diet Mountain Dew for me, man. My cat my caffeine. Nice. Hey, so so the majestic lion being responsible. I'm digging this. This is actually pretty yeah. impressive, really. Tyler, what do you got? Are you on your bush lights? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh I figured you'd a, you'd shock got us. Got a beer mid going over here. No. I'm no, starting to get him today. too. I uh I don't think it's in my best interest to really get into them too hard today. I'm like taking that what, uh, after all the work you've been doing. Can I ask, did anybody watch the fights last night? Because I feel like Strickland should have won that fucking fight. Everything I read said the same. I mean, a lot of people, I guess, were saying the same thing. Well, don't you? Wait a second. You still got to beat a fucking champion, right? I mean, don't you have to fucking beat a fucking champion? How it has been. That's how it's been. Yeah, recently. I, I, mean, I watched. I, I actually, I actually watched the fight. So I only I. saw highlights. That, that and fight, the highlights that did fight, it. That looked so even. That fight at the end of four rounds. I guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually, I thought it was three one Duplessis. What? Yeah, Duplessis was just he was better on the ground, way better on the ground. You can't; those weren't even considered. I mean, basically, all he did was push him up against a fence. It wasn't like I mean, those weren't maybe one of those legitimate takedowns. Here's what I I will say: Strickland is by far the better fighter. He's just he's so much better in the ring, but he also got out of his because of Duplessis' ground game. I felt Strickland got out of his game, meaning, you know, Strickland, man, he's coming forward. He's walking you down. And he got on his back foot, which gave DePlessis the chance at his legs instead of him him coming forward. And I I honestly thought watching the fight, um, again, not being a judge, not being at ringside, but I did watch the fight and – I actually thought the end of four, it was 3-1. It was close, but I thought it was 3-1 Duplessis with Strickland winning round five. But by then, then it's 3-2. I thought Strickland was going to have to take him out uh, in in the fifth round and and to win that fight. And that's for me. Didn't quite get there. Just watch. Yeah, I just, just, you know, and I'm not, okay, if you go by letter of the law, and maybe Duplessis had, you know, um, he had um, beat him on paper. I don't think he did enough to beat a champion. I mean, if you if you barely beat a champion, champion keeps his fucking belt, man. I mean, I feel like you have to convincingly beat the fucking champion, and I don't, I don't, I don't think he did that. I don't. But see, here's the. But see, here's the. But, but but see, here's the thing. I, I don't, I don't, that's what I like about MMA over boxing. That's a boxing thing. That's a boxing thing. I have watched it in boxing so many times where the champion definitely lost, but he didn't get knocked out, you know. So they let him keep he his got belt. Out, he got out pointed. He didn't get out, so he keeps the belt. But that's the one thing I love about the MMA is that as a champion, you better fight like a fucking champion. And Strickland, I'm sorry, guys. He was the better fighter without a doubt. He just looks better. He's he's quicker. He's he's more controlled. He's but he lost his ring generalship last night. Um he got taken out of his game. And well, there's gonna be a rematch. Yeah, I can bet your ass on that. It, no, he's already been calling out Adesanya, hadn't he? Stalbin? Yeah, what's a bigger fight though? Is I can't I, imagine that pay-per-view sold that well last night. Or do you guys think it did? Or do you guys think it did? I, I, I have no idea. Well. Yeah, I think it did. I think it did really well. Right, yeah. 
But but now didn't he call out? He called out Adesanya right away after the fight, didn't he? Well, it's like you need to get back in the UFC. You need to get back in the UFC so we can. He's going you know. to give Strickland his rematch. Those guys were a class act last night. I don't I think. Like- I don't think he wants to fight Strickland again. I, I don't think, think he does either. That, I think that that fight, if it's not headlining an event, but is like the number two fight or the number three fight, that's uh, going to be a really good card. But I think them two headlining again isn't necessarily what the UFC wants. You put it put it on the on the same card with O'Malley, you know, coming back yeah. to defend. When is that? There you happen? go. There you go. Like that's going to sell a lot more than that. Would be that would be, that would be a UFC that night. I would do well, the pay per view for that. They were just weren't they just on the same card? Isn't that when they both won the championship? I think it is. Yeah, I think uh, you're I right. Didn't, I didn't get to O'Malley see. and Strickland. They were pretty yeah. much back to back fights, right? O'Malley mm-hmm. won. Yeah. Yeah, and if that's the case, then do it again because that would be a huge. That pay-per-view. was a great card. Great. Yeah. Card. yeah, I think so too. But guys, now, what I do you think? think though? I think I think I think Duplessis won. Um, but you know, I I see where you're coming from, Patrick, about beating a champion. On the other hand, that's the beauty of MMA. Well, and 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 I agree with you. That was a part of frustrating. It was frustrating for me. I think for a lot of boxing fans is that. You know, um, a challenger had to almost go and knock a champion out, which is bullshit. And I'm not even talking about that. I just don't feel – I mean, you think he definitely won. I think he could have won. And to me, could have won shouldn't be enough to take a champion's belt. And I'm not talking about the how lopsided you have to win in boxing. Don King was all behind that. But I still feel like even if you go letter of the law – and Duplessis, you know, outscored him on the cards. I just think it was still, even all that being said, it was still an even enough fight where Strickland should have kept the belt. I, I wouldn't even he- try attempting, and you guys, both of you, Pat, you you and Jimmy, you, you're saying the name? I didn't even know how to pronounce the I don't know name properly, so it, I, I go with DDP. I don't know if I've ever heard it said, yeah. I yeah, thought well, I I have no idea how to say his name. When you guys are saying it, I don't even know if you're right because it's the I first time I've I'm ever like, heard it. I have no I'm idea. Like, so I'm, I'm like, like betting you guys are wrong. The S the S on the end is silent because of where he comes from. It's Duplessis. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's Duplessis. Where is he from? Who is this guy? He's South African. Okay, yeah. I was just saying. I've seen him. I've it. seen was... him before. Oh, South African. Okay, yeah. I knew where you were going with oh, that. Oh, okay. South African. <laughs> South African. <laughs> no, that took me to Lethal Weapon too, and I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> yeah. Free yeah. South Africa, you dumb son of a bitch. Anyway, hey, but oh. let's let's get back. I listen. Uh, Rocky fought a good fight. Yeah, he did. Which, uh, you know, hat, hats off to uh, Raquel Pennington. I work with her cousin. And, oh, nice. Uh, you know, he's talking oh, wow. about him all the time. He was all jacked up last night. Get him but, on uh, a five for five. Get him on yeah. here and talk some shit. Yeah. What he about probably uh, enlighten us even more? Hey, I, had a I, question I do want to. I want to. Lee, did you say, yeah, he did? Raquel Pennington's a woman. No, no, no. Did I? Is I don't it? know. Oh, I don't know. I I think uh, unless I am I thinking of the wrong person. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, it is. You're right. No, it's it's Raquel Pennington. Right. Okay. Yeah. She's a, yeah, mean, what, just, a woman. Did yeah. she fall last night? De yeah. Silva? Yeah. And or just uh, Silva, you know, Silva the last thirty seconds, last thirty seconds of the fight, she's down at least two rounds. And she decided to just take a nap the last forty five seconds. It's like, come on, dude. Wait, she took a nap. Here? She took a nap the last couple rounds. You know, I know, but she you know, know so tired. Forty five seconds in the ring, and she's just laying on her back with her feet in the air, staring at at uh, Penny Chase. It's like, really? That's, uh, well, that's yeah. what you're doing. You know oh, what yeah. surprised me too about the fights last night? Is I got to leave that people, alone. How many people missed weight? Yeah. Oh, really? Fuck, no shit. Man. Yeah, it was just you guys are professional fighters. One guy, Ramon Tavares, missed by four pounds. How's that even? I mean, you'd think his trainer, his his corner would be like, Jesus. 
I don't know, man. Well, fuck, man. I remember Pat way back in the day when he had to cut for wrestling. I'm like, holy shit, that doesn't look pleasant at all. But it's it's your job. And that was we're talking high school. Yeah. These guys get paid to do this stuff. You would think they would be on top of it. And in wrestling, it's really bad because you go to these invitationals and, and Jim and Tyler know this as well. But if you're a quarter pound over, then you move up. And now you're wrestling guys that have to cut for 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 the weight class that you now get put into. You look across the mat and you're like, that's the dude I got to wrestle. He looks like he's outweighs me by 40 freaking pounds, man. It's not fun. At it's all. it's amazing how much how much four or five pounds make oh. after you hydrate and eat and yeah. then come 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 fight night or match night or whatever how much bigger that person is and especially since weight classes usually go in about tens anywhere from seven to ten pounds a man that's ten pounds heavier than you that you've got to go out there and wrestle for six minutes and he looks every he so he may be ten pounds heavier than you but he looks like he's 17 yeah I mean, you're, you're, hey, looking- I was just the guy, I was just the guy giving Pat shit because he wouldn't go drinking that night because he was, oh. he was cutting weight, man. And I was like, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'll drink some for you, but I mean, I felt bad. And I saw you suffer a few times, man. I saw you suffer trying to cut weight. I'm like, Jesus. I, myself. I mean, you know, and that's why we had the skin fold test because they're like, okay, you can drop three pounds. Well, I already dropped six or seven. And there's been several times where the team physician would tell me, um, the only reason I'm letting you wrestle this class is because you already weighed in, but I wouldn't have okayed for you to drop down to this class. You don't, no, I you got don't told, have- I got told, I got told that I couldn't lose one more pound. Yeah. And that, that that's no a real shit. Thing. Wow. Cause you don't have the body fat. I mean, you know, if you, if you are have like 2% body fat, which is me in high school, you can't drop three pounds. Well, I already fucking I was, did. I was at two and I was at two and a half percent at 148 pounds. I was at two and a half percent body weight and was told you cannot lose another pound. Right. Asking for a friend. Are you guys? Still what do you guys look two, like now? So you guys range? are like it. You guys are in like really good shape then, right? Um, I mean, it's all a matter of perspective, Ty. It's all a matter hey. of perspective. Ty. Hey, all that percentage of body fat all came back at once. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah, I was just curious if you guys were still paying attention. I mean, because I feel like you might be a little bit above where you used to be. <laughs> hey, guys, so I want to get back to the coaching carousel a little bit because I want to find out. So Harbaugh, you know, he's hot. Right. right. Uh, I really love the fact that it, the Raiders retained Antonio Pierce. I thought that, that I thought was awesome. Uh, That's a good hire. Good great, hire. Yeah. Great idea. So you yeah. got Belichick out there. I know there's we've got a lot of assistant coaches. Um, I don't know about Dan Quinn. I know he's interviewed with some teams. But That's a bad look, know. right? Is anybody hiring Dan Quinn after what happened? I mean, here's the thing. So I didn't, I didn't, you know, I don't follow the Cowboys, okay? But a uh, really good friend of mine that is a cow- lifelong Cowboys fan, and he broke it down to me, and he said, because, uh, and I didn't, I don't even know if I really watched a whole lot of the game, but I do know they gave up mass points and mass points quickly. And he told me, he said, listen, here's why the Cowboys fans want Quinn fired so badly. They spend the whole season playing man defense, okay, which allows you to um, take uh, – who's their uh, big pass rusher? Um, Mike Micah Parsons. Parsons. Uh, allows Micah Parsons to do what he does best, get after the quarterback. In that game, Dallas ran zone the whole – they played zone the whole, whole game. He, they're dropping now all of a sudden – Instead of Micah Parsons getting after the quarterback, you're dropping Micah Parsons into coverage. That's not his strength. That's not his fucking strength, man. What do you, what do you, so uh, here's the thing Dallas spent the season being top five defensively. I mean, they had a really good defensive squad pretty much all season long. Why the fuck would Dan Quinn just, eh, let's just do something different for the opening round of the playoffs? I don't, I mean, so I feel like Dan Quinn, if anybody should lose their job, Dan Quinn should. And then on top of that, who's who's throwing this fucking guy in interview, man? You just gave up 28 points to a wild card team at half at home. And and you're interviewing for what exactly? 
fucking well normally i would have said it's probably the raiders but the raiders just locked their guy up and because the team loves him and i'm happy about that we touched on but i don't know that he should get a job you know but i don't think i I honestly i don't think he will i i honestly after that don't think he will because you don't think that's going to be one of the first questions asked in the interview jesus what happened yeah oh you know how he'll sell it he'll be like well well you got to understand jerry was in my earpiece. Jerry wow. was talking. He could lie. I mean, whether that's true or not, he could totally pull yeah. that card and get hired. Somebody will hire him. Here's how I feel Somebody's about that. Somebody's going to grab him. Here's how I feel about that, Lee. You know, it would be easier to explain if you ran your same defense out there in that game and Jordan Love just fucking beat you. Hey, man, we, we, we've been successful. Then you, at least you have history. You can say, hey, we, we were a top five defense all year long. Jordan Love was better that game. Nobody can argue that. In that game, why would you change the whole complex of your defense? The fuck are you doing? It's not. Well, just, I'm getting, but it, it's the not. The NFL just will that. hire anybody. I mean, it, it's just. It, it's not just that. Where was CD Lamb? Right. Oh, I, I, I know. But being down twenty-eight, you know, that's kind of fucking important, man. You know. So <laughs> I, I've said it before on this show, and anybody that has listened to us. Uh, knows how I feel about the Cowboys. And it's not any any one of the players or even really coaches uh, in particular that I could put my finger on that the reason why I feel about them the way I do. But they have proven once again to be the most dysfunctional team in professional oh, sports. Hard to argue and that, here's, man. Here's, here's where I'm going with this. So they retain Mike McCarthy and and apparently Dan Quinn too. I mean, he's interviewing for other jobs, but but so they're retaining them. But they don't. They wait till almost a week goes by to come out and say that. Yeah. Do you really think that Jerry Jones hadn't made some inquiries? Oh, guaranteed. Oh, I think he did. Yeah, I think and he what did. Do you think. These other coaches that he inquired about, what do you think these other coaches told Jerry Jones? GFY. You know Belichick. (laughs) No, thank you. Want no part. Belichick's been around enough that he knows what happened to Jimmy. Well, he's he he was with he was with Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft let him coach. He let. Oh, he ran the ship. He ran there. Yeah, and and so he's not going someplace where he's got Jerry Jones breathing down his neck. There's no way. And and after seeing the shit show that is the Dallas Cowboys, any of these other hot coaches, these hot commodity coaches, right? None of them are going to go there either. They don't want to be in Dallas. So real quick, because. We've got now you've got the Jason card. Garrett effect. Now you got the we're, Jason Garrett effect. Yeah, we've gone through wild card run divisional. So what are we doing? Your so our, who? Yeah, like Tyler, your team, the Ravens. This is this is where I'm going. Starting with you, Tyler. So who we think is going to be in the Super Bowl as of right now? Now, granted, we understand there's a couple games today. We're in the divisional round. But I mean, things have been shaking up a little bit. The ball Ravens did what they needed to do. Our my Dolphins took a shit, obviously, and and uh, got flushed. But who, we're on the horn. Who do you guys think right now? Because things have changed. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Eagles I don't think are they out. Changed that much? I think we pretty much said Baltimore, San Francisco, right from the get go. I think. Hey, that's on that note, I'm a little worried. Uh, on San that Francisco note, had to come back, man. I'm still – I. Uh, it's going to be uh, interesting. A win in the playoffs, though, it doesn't – you know what I mean? Like, it's – I don't think it translate, translates like it does in the regular season where you can be like, oh, this team is trending down. You know, I think in the playoffs you just fucking win and survive, and they could go blow somebody out. They could go blow somebody out by 30 next week. Well, everybody raises their game. Everybody raises their game, man. It's it, yeah. So even beating a team that only won nine games in a – in the season playoffs, that's a completely everybody's zero zero, man. So what I want to ask is, has anybody else seen right now NFL? One of you guys have seen this story. NFL is having a lot to fucking explain for. Because this commercial got released last weekend 
Sorry. And it, was, it wasn't supposed to be, right? I mean, it was a supposedly screw up, right? But anytime something like this happens, somebody intentionally does it, almost like they're narking, like, oh, here's what I know. Check this out. Anyways, the every Super Bowl has a color, you know, the the the, the banner and everything. I, last yeah. year's was yeah, last yeah, year's yeah. green and red. The year before was the Rams and whoever the hell. This year, the banner, it's purple and red. And mm-hmm. Last weekend, now keep in mind, last weekend there were still ten teams alive. Okay, ten yep. teams alive in the in, in for the Super Bowl. And last weekend, somebody fucked up and released a, a headline saying, you know, Reba McIntyre and uh, yes, you know, there's three artists going to perform. Usher and Post Malone in the yep. Ravens February 11th. Well, okay, so we're not even at the. Point I took where the, I took the twelfth off. Got a boy. That's a sign. I already boy. took it off. Well, what's it going to look like? What are the optics going to look like? Keep in mind, this got released last weekend. Ten teams are still alive. It turns out to be the Niners and the Ravens. That's a really bad look, man. I mean, you got. You oh, got, fuck that. They're the two best teams in the league. Fuck no, that. You don't give me that fucking <laughs> bullshit. You believe in the script? You believe I that do. it's predetermined? I do. I, to a certain extent, You're I do. You're so fucking full of shit. I okay, so you no tell me. Way, dude. I, I, our, our, our you're saying that because it's your team, bad. you're saying it's because your team, but if you take an unbiased yeah. approach, have to you it, watched very many of their games? They fucking kicked the dog shit out of the Dolphins, they kicked the fucking dog shit well, out of the Niners. You're, you're confusing apples and oranges. I'm not saying any of that's not true. What I'm saying is, you mean to tell me that was just a coincidence that two weeks ago they advertised the Niners and, and Ravens Super Bowl? That's just a coincidence. With I the think they're the two back. best teams. They're the what two best is, teams. What it is well, is that it's a terrible, terrible black eye on the NFL, especially being how many people are believing that this script and it's rigged and everything else, that everybody that's talking about it it's it's just a bad bad and here we go again. I'm gonna say the words. The optics are terrible. They're horrible when something like that comes out because it's automatically, dude. That blew up, went viral immediately. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, so how do you know with all these teams still in the playoffs? How do you know that these people are performing at the Super Bowl with San Francisco and Baltimore? And that was the that Could have was, just been a whoopsie daisy. Could have been a whoopsie daisy. Somebody fucking typed it in wrong. Somebody <laughs> typed it in wrong. Good and luck. you know what, Pat? Good and you know what? Yeah, because it is my team. Maybe I'm defending a little bit of the fact that this is what people think. But if you also watch them play, they're fucking good. I'm not like disputing any of that, Tyler. I'm not disputing any. I'm not disputing the fact that both teams probably are the most deserving to get there. What I am disputing the fact is that that last call in the Super Bowl. Is what I'm holding on to. Jalen Hurts should have had the ball down by two with a minute 20 in the league, a minute 20 in the game. Okay. Maybe Philly wouldn't even have won that game. It's possible. Kansas City could have stopped him. But that fucking horse shit call that they could have called all game long. Okay. They wait till the last fucking till till Philadelphia stops them uh, on third down. They throw that call. Next thing you know, they give the ball back to Hurts with 12 seconds on the clock, down by six. Get the fuck out of here, man. Okay, now, so now just, just in, entertain me. Entertain me here. So do you think right now Brock Purdy and Devo Samuels and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey, do you think they're like, okay, well, darn it, I guess second's good enough? Or do you think if they could go out there and without with just a bomb here, bomb there, and go run the Ravens out of the Super Bowl. Is it still a script? I mean, like, how how does this script work? Well, listen, the, it, the so- players the players are like, oh, I'll go for I'll go eighty five percent today. Well, listen, it's and it's. It I'm sure it's different for the players because when you're in a game, man, you're you're doing what you are what you love to do. You're getting paid for it, so I'm sure it's different for the players. What I'm saying is, and I'm not even sitting here saying that that they knew what two teams were going to play at the beginning of the season. I'm not saying that, but I do. I mean, it is it is awfully hard to argue the fact that there are certain games 
that two teams play where there's calls that are made that are just so fucking egregious. Well, but honestly, Pat, Jim, Jim's right on this one because I'm telling you, it's a black eye for the league. And yes, you know, honestly, absolutely. okay, so let's let's play. I'll, I'll pull one of Jimmy's devil's advocate things. Maybe it's some person that works with the broadcast or whatever, and they're they have a small position, and they think it's going to be funny because that's the two teams they want to see. And they, throw, but I, just just bear with me. What I'm saying is, is it's a really hard thing for the NFL now to be like shit. That that was just on TV. That what, what because what happens is it's more and more questions. Was this it was not on in a, like fucking Iowa. It was on City? a game broadcast. It was. It, wasn't it on a game broadcast? Yes, it was. It was on a wild card game broadcast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it yeah, came it out, was, and like an you can it a, it Google it. Google it, Tyler. You'll it like find it. Sports. But it's yeah. It just looks. It looks bad. I don't think when these guys get to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I think the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, the Lamar Jacksons, they're going to leave their heart and soul on that field to win of that. Of course. I'm not, I'm so, not disputing any of that. Now, now, Kit, does it look terrible? Yes. Do, do I question a lot of things that I see um, with the NFL, game to game, week to week, even in the playoffs? Sure. You know, I question some of the calls or non-calls or, oh, wait, now you decide to call it. I agree with you on that. But I think once they get there, it's – it's going to be it, that game would be an, an amazing game. It would. Yeah, I think it's still going to be oh, a good Super Bowl. And I'm not be, even. Yeah. I'm not even disputing both teams deserve to be there. That's that's all fine and good. I, it's it's and and to be clear, I've only felt like this the last couple of years. Ain't like you know, this is how I felt for five years. I mean, it's it just seems like to me, it has been more in our face the last couple of years than it's ever been. And then I'll even admit that there's a possibility that. It really is just simple coincidence. What I'm saying is there are more and more people every year that come out and suggest, in fact, declare that the NFL is a rigged fucking league. And if it's not, the NFL is not doing much to fucking counter that. I, I mean, totally what do you think? What do you think the reason is that they that. chose – why did they choose the Ravens? Why did they choose who they choose then? Probably your, your quarterback, I would say, the number one re- – I mean, you guys are good. I'm not saying you don't deserve a tie. Let me just start there. You no, guys I'm are- not, no, I'm, no, I'm not even saying well, I'm Ravens. Saying if it's been lot. rigged, if it's been rigged, why are they choosing who they're choosing? What, Lamar Jackson. You, I'm, I'm just asking. Lamar Jackson, he is, he is a fucking – he is a show all in himself. Like, why wouldn't they want him to be on the biggest stage in front of millions and millions and millions of people? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, everybody loves watching that guy run. He lo- they lo- love watching him play. Why not throw a guy, a young kid like that with that much ability? Fuck yeah, put him in the Super Bowl. Same thing as Purdy. Same thing as McCaffrey. I'm not saying they don't deserve it because they both both teams do. But you're asking me why they want Ravens in the Super Bowl? Fucking one thousand percent, Lamar Jackson. One thousand percent. Is is he that marketable? I don't know <laughs> that. I'll tell you what. After he, he just now wins his second MVP, sure, but like on a national on a national scale, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Was he twenty six? He's still a young kid, man. I mean, it ain't like we're talking about a thirty two year old guy that can play football. This guy's got a, a the lot other, of years. the other. The other thing is, is that he's in he's in Baltimore. Okay, could you imagine Lamar Jackson if he was in San Francisco, or if he was in Dallas, these hope high profile, or in Philly, or whatever super high profile? It's amazing to me how many people still don't believe in the Baltimore Ravens, man. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're it's falling. amazing to me. They are so good. They're so physical. You watched that game. You watched that game yesterday. And I was, I was thinking to myself, Hey, this Texans team is super young. They don't know. They're just 110%. You know, they don't know where they're supposed to be at this point. And the Ravens made them look fucking dude. The second half was a lot different than the first half. Well, well, Correct. to me, so I agree with that, Jim. But to me, what, what my eyeballs showed me was that the first half, it was more or less just, it was like two boxers feeling each other out, trading punches. 
Second half to me was like Baltimore came out and said, okay, playtime's over. We're done fucking playing with this fucking team. Let's slam the fucking door. And second half was like watching fucking, uh, you know, Alabama go up against uh, the Grizzlies. I mean, it would just, they just said, we're fucking better. Fuck off. Correct. I and mean, they, it just, they are, it's, but it, it's just amazing. So marketability, um, I, I'm not so sure that, that he's so marketable right now, but I think that's where they might be going with this. Uh, sure, dude, he doesn't, he doesn't care about no, any of that doesn't. shit. He doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck. All he likes he to do is play football, it seems like. He's right. You don't hear he about him in the headlines. He, he, he doesn't, Ty. And it, this has nothing on him whatsoever. No, yeah. Nothing yeah, on not. him. It's, 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 he's, he's electric. He is, he's, he like is soft, he's like soft-spoken and shit. Like in like interviews, he's like... He, I don't see like him standing next to... I don't see him standing next to Justin Herbert selling a Subway sub. So exactly. maybe that's exactly maybe, what I'm saying. But maybe if he gets a, a ring and another and and then all the big money, because, you know, that whole contract situation was a big deal. You know, it was in the news. Maybe well, that'll yeah. be the thing where next thing you know, he's on Domino's commercials. He's he's pimping Subway. Or subs. did that? It, is that why the Ravens went? We're going to pay you extra, but don't do that shit. Right. Just, just worry about play. Just play football. And but, he's you know, like, he said when he got when the Ravens traded back into the first round at number thirty-two and selected him, that's what he said when he put that hat on that I'm bringing the Super Bowl to Baltimore. And now he's staring down the barrel of being a two-time MVP. And we'll see how it goes. Anything could happen unless the script is true. Then maybe it's just a script like, thing. But I feel like I feel like you guys are missing. The, the main thing here, and that is as quiet as he might be and, and, and class act and doesn't like showing off, you know, actions speak louder than words. And his, so his, his, his personality and his aura might be on this end of the scale. His playmaking ability is over on the other end, like it or not. He plays loud, man. He plays, he plays electric. He, his playmaking, his his ability on the field, and what he does on tape is so far on the other end of the spectrum from his attitude and his conservativeness. So it doesn't matter what he says or how he acts. The NFL's looking at his highlight reel every fucking time he touches the ball. Yeah. So he doesn't have to fucking brag or talk shit or run his mouth or hold yeah. up his mouth. Yeah. He doesn't have to do that. Because <laughs> Because he, okay, he, now oh, I'm getting back on your side of this whole thing because you know, that all sounds pretty good. Ball, when he gets the ball, he's he's a highlight reel and he's he's almost impossible to stop. So he's electric, and that's what the NFL loves about this kid is that he's a highlight reel every time he takes the ball. So maybe it's the perfect storm, right? It's a guy with the ability that also says, "I'm just gonna just play football. I have the ability." Well, I have all the ability, and I don't need all the outside noise. I don't need any of that stuff. And the NFL just goes, we keep buying that. Here's the best way I can say like that. Like a good guy. Imagine, imagine watching, being a D coordinator in the league and sitting down with your defense and watching Lamar Jackson take a ball and then pushing pause and turn around and saying, yeah, I got nothing. I mean, what Whoa. do you fucking tell I, you? Could you imagine – could you imagine trying to tackle him in space one-on-one? No, I, I refuse. Nightmare to prepare for. He's an absolute fucking nightmare. Which the which in steps the NFL. Right. This has nothing to do with Lamar Jackson. No, no. It doesn't. This is, this is putting him on the big stage for America to see this superstar that is so low-key but so goddamn good. Yeah. Yep. So the average football, the average football fan that watches the playoffs and definitely going to watch and go to a Super Bowl party, right? Yep. That that doesn't know that still listen to the doubters about Lamar Jackson in their ear about how you know, oh, but can he throw? Oh, what happens when his legs get hurt? Blah 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 blah. Anyway, they put to him in front of them people. See, now that markets the NFL, we've already seen what the NFL does. They put the fucking shit on. On Amazon Prime, 
They put it on. Oh God! Don't get me on that. Peacock they fucking streaming. Peacock I had to get fucking Peacock. Million. You don't think that they're marketing their players? Oh, of course. Of oh, course. big time. Yeah. Hey, and I'm, you, I'm you all good with that shit. Then you know what? Maybe I'm into the script. <laughs> I think I think you guys might change hey, my mind. If it supports your team, you should. If it's your like... team, right? But that's like okay. So, how marketable is it if your if this shit is gonna get leaked and you know your team's not gonna win the Super Bowl? If it got leaked this year, how could it not get leaked? How would you like, like people to be are gonna Buffalo. know? So why would why would you watch your team? Why would you pay four hundred dollars to have? Because uh, you still, because you still have people that believe, man. Regardless of the, you have leakage, enough. You make you it still, so expensive that you have enough people that believe in it. It's the most important. It's the most popular sport in the, on, on in the, in the world. So, oddly I enough, mean, oddly enough, it is outside uh, worldwide outside of soccer. Soccer, but, right? Okay, but but it, it's it still is still way the fuck up there, man. It's way it the is, fuck up there. It is, but. Guys, the NFL in the last five, six years have lost more fans, more viewers, even, even, and, and most of them people, I'll be completely honest. Most of them people were just your, your, your bag and bandwagon guys. Anyway, you know, your, whoever's popular, you know, so, oh, well, they kneel for the, the national anthem. I'm not watching the NFL anymore. Okay. Now this stuff is coming up about this this being rigged and everything. It's still being talked about. You know what? Yep. Madonna years and years and years ago said bad publicity is still publicity. Yeah, yep. that's true. I don't know. It still keeps them in the headlines and people are talking about all the bullshit. Because conspiracy theorists like us. Conspiracy theorists. Okay, so maybe it's maybe there is a script. Well, and and but again, just, it's still it's what are we talking about? Let's not let's not pretend. Like script or no script, going to an NFL game, postseason or regular season, doesn't fucking matter. Dude, that is a bomb ass fucking time. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, going to an guaranteed. NFL game, there's nothing fucking like it. So, no, guaranteed. Script, no script, man. It's all entertainment, you know? It is. It is. You know what, guys? Hey, man, I know we had a week off, you know, but glad everything went good for you, T, because I know you got slammed. Over in your neck of the woods, and anyway, we should probably get on some curtain calls. Those boys kind of wrap this baby up. Yeah, yeah, sure. that's where I was. I was going with this, Lee. Um, you know, first off, I'd like to say, you know, thanks for everybody that's listening. Thanks for everybody that's following. Um, again, you can find us on uh, on Gmail, cocktails and curveballs, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, check us out on Spotify while you're driving, while you're at work. Listen to us on Spotify, and of course, YouTube. Uh, that's where you can find cocktails and curveballs. All I got to do is punch in them keywords and and we'll pop up somewhere. So, yeah, let's get on to curtain calls, guys. Uh, great show. Thank you guys for all your input. I think it was real interesting. Uh, you know, that we talked about some controversial shit that I'm sure we're going to get some backlash and, and people agreeing with us also. So uh, with that being said, uh, who wants to go first on their curtain calls? I'd like to... Uh... Man, I love this kid, man. I I wish Miami had like seven first round picks in her back pocket we could trade for him. But uh but tell anybody who is uh confused, uh keep an eye on CJ Stroud. Tell you something, man. That kid, electric as hell, rookie of the year, I'm sure. Going forward, Texans got their guy, man. This kid is only gonna get better. Um, doesn't wilt under the lights, got an absolute cannon for an arm, super mobile. I really think in the next few years, uh, this, this, uh, I, I, let me, okay. So him and Jordan love, I think Jordan love has finally arrived. I think everybody was kind of unclear what they had, but I think he transformed about halfway through the season. He just took his game to the next level. So I think going forward, uh, two names to watch would be CJ Stroud and Jordan love. I think those two cats, man. They're going to accomplish a lot in the next next several years. So, congrats on a really good season for both those guys. Agreed. I got one super quick. This one and and me being – and we haven't really hit too hard on this yet. And I'm assuming we're going to, but the NHL. Um, huge Colorado Avalanche fan. And all the way back in the day when I first became a diehard fan, Patrick Waugh 
was the goalie for the Avs. He was ex-Montreal Canadiens, won Stanley Cups there. Then he comes to Denver, wins Stanley Cups there. Patrick Waugh actually had a coaching stint in Denver with the Avalanche. He did some really crazy stuff. I mean, he was making some crazy calls. They won. They did well. Third year, eh, wasn't working out so much anymore. He just got hired to coach the New York Islanders. And only because I am that big of a fan of Patrick Waugh, and he's a wild card as a coach. I mean, some of the some of the things, I mean, pulling a goalie with four and a half minutes left, you know, down by down by two goals or down by a goal. And I, I mean, sometimes it worked early on, sometimes it didn't. But I'm really excited to see how he does with another franchise. And he's going to be in New York, which is brutal. But cheers to Patrick Waugh for getting another shot because he took a lot of risks with Denver and maybe he learned from it. You know what I mean? So cheers to him. Hey, I got it real quick. I got to tell you my favorite memory of Patrick Waugh. Him and Cuz, I'm a Red Wings fan, him and Mike Vernon meeting at center ice. Oh yeah. yeah, I watched it, watched it, watched it, watched it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? Ty? We need more of that in the NHL. We need yeah. more of that. I have no fucking idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> You'll find <Watch> out. <laughs> Google uh, man, uh, my shout out goes out to my old lady, man. Uh, holding it down at the house, like it's the trade that I'm in is as hard as it could possibly be on the female of the house and uh i'm just thankful man shout out let's get a golf clap on that one that's yep. that's a for sure that's a for sure that's yes absolutely yep yep and she puts, up with you, running, she, she puts up with me dude and the kids all got <laughs> fucking dance and practice for this and practice for that and yep. she's running her ass off. i got fine and i got Cheer, fucking clean and i got clean clothes at home and hey you know you know what they say but you know what they say behind every good man there's a good woman rolling her eyes so i think uh fuck yeah dude if i i could if i if you guys could hear my wife's eye rolls at me god damn dude you fuck couldn't hear nothing else uh right on yeah Yeah. she's awesome all right so mine i'm gonna go with the denver nuggets fellas uh the boston celtics the other night 20 and 0 at home the nuggets went in there and uh, took a good game, real good game. I watched it. Goddamn, Jokic is it, just the okay. Joker is just something else, man. Um, yeah. Jamal Murray, love them guys. But anyway, uh, yeah, took down the Boston Celtics at home, gave them their first first home loss for the season. So uh, nice wow. job, boys. Um, you know, hey, good on them. But I'm a Celtics fan. That one hurt. It was a great game. That was a close game, man. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, cheers to that. They they pulled it out. That was a good game. So anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, again, catch us, catch us on one of our, our platforms. Uh Gmail, please comment. Uh let us know what you think. And uh hit that subscribe button, YouTube. Uh catch us on Spotify, Instagram, and Facebook, cocktails and curveballs. Till next week. Thank you all for listening, and uh we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.